guys, I'm Zimzim Ibrahim. And I am Nadia Maya. And we are going to be recording a podcast. Yes, called The Flop Squad. Why is it called The Flop Squad? Oh, well, that's for you to find out. <laughs> and for us to know. Yeah, I mean, this is actually something that we've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um, and I hope you can kind of come on on a journey to figure out just different things in life, you know, like yeah. experience life with us. Uh, this is a podcast. And we wanted to talk about, we wanted to be truthful, mm-hmm. let's be real. We wanted to be um, honest about like life experiences, some of the barriers that we face, yeah. like how we interpret things, our relationships with our families, our friends, the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. you know, just deep dive into what it's like, like the way we interpret life. I can't yeah. say, I can't say the way life is. Yeah. Because I can't speak for everyone. Yeah. The way I've like, live so through fun. life um and yeah and i think it's unique because you and me have been friends for many years too um too many years thanks um literally since high school yeah but we're such different people yeah different cultures different religions it's just all different but yeah. at the same time we just get along do you know, I always get the whole thing of like i don't know how you and nadia are friends i don't know how you guys are staying friends but you know the interesting thing is i feel like we are so different but so similar yeah as well right and i think like we're like personality-wise very different. Mm-hmm. I think we're um, like the way in which we go through life quite different, but principally we're the same, right? Yeah. The same value. We have very similar like family values, mm-hmm. you know, and we're like our family. yeah, and like the way we navigate things. So I think we'll be able to explore that actually through like how different, different lenses, how yeah, yeah. But I feel like and how because we deal this with is all I guess as well different. What do you mean? How we deal with the differences? Oh yeah, you know. But I think we deal with differences in a very different way. <laughs> But we, no, no, as in like, I think we have like between us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Not yeah, you're differences right. in our lives so far. Okay, 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 I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. But like, I think we should start very much with the very beginning. Yes. Where it all began. Let's go back the, in time. The autobiography. Little Zamzam. <laughs> Little Zamzam. Popped out. In Sweden. Screaming. In, in Sweden. Sweden. You know. Did you come out screaming? Honestly, that's for my mum to say. But what I'm reminded of is the pain that I caused her, the struggle that I caused her. I'm reminded of something regularly. I mean, I'm telling you, 28 years later, this woman's not letting go. (laughs) I think that happens to my brother, because my brother is like, you damaged me. (laughs) My belly was never the same after. My body never recovered. (laughs) It was never the same after. With me, it's more of like, you were an ugly baby. That's what I'm gonna say to you. Your mom tells you straight up, you're ugly, baby. Oh, yeah, 100%. You were actually knowing your mom. She speaks her mind. Do you know what it is? I feel like your mom is one of those people that, like, like there's no filter between what's in her mind Mm -hmm. and what comes out of her mouth. It just comes out. Especially when she's comfortable. It's like, it just lets it all out. Honestly, I've got to tell, like, a random story because I remember when I first met your mom, (laughs) right? Um, And, like, she'd come around, because for context, like, Nadia's mom, like, works and lives in Angola. Mm but comes to visit you regularly yeah. like in the UK. But I remember years ago we were in college and I was chilling in your living room and your mum comes through like from your auntie's house and then she sees me, right? And she's like, oh my God. And she's seen me before, by the way, but this is the first time she'd see me without my hijab, yeah. right? Yeah. She's like, why the hell do you wear a hijab? <laughs> she was yeah, like she so was bad. Shocked. She's like, why would you hide this hair? And it's a thing of like, it's my faith. <laughs> This is my religion. Like, it's my choice. <laughs> it's my choice. I, choose, head, I, I like, actually no. choose to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, but no, you, you shouldn't. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's so many encounters. I, could t- I feel like I could tell so many stories about when your mum's done that to me. It's like really yeah. funny. Um, I think every time she meets you. Yeah, like, it's gets, always like, yeah. It all comes but back it's to wholesome. Her. Like it's, it comes yeah. out of a place of love, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it's just, it's hilarious. But anyways, I think context, go on, go on. Tell us about your journey. Like, I mean, you wasn't born in the UK. Uh, no, to I me. was uh, born in Portugal, and I think I was there for like what, not even a year, and then I went to Angola with my mother, and I wasn't there for long. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah, I was yeah. ill. I was getting ill constantly. So my mom was like, "Listen, as you, some of you know, Angola isn't exactly the perfect place for yeah, yeah, yeah. health." So she was like, "You have to go back to your grandma." in Portugal. And that's when I went back, went back to Portugal mm. and I was I did my education there. I was three when I moved back to Angola. Yeah. yeah. And nine, yep, yeah, I was nine when I moved to, to the, the UK. UK. Yeah. And when you moved that's to the UK, you moved with your grandma? 
Yes. Because your grandma was in the UK. No, no. I, yeah, yeah, I moved with my grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But grandma. I came here with my godmother. Oh, did you come here with your godmother? I didn't know that. Yep, yep. She was the one that dropped me. Oh. She was coming and she was like, I'll take you. Yeah. And we came and that was the beginning of chapter two of my life. So you basically was raised by your grandma, more or yep. less, because... Yep. She's the one that you That's lived with. That's literally what my mum says all the time. She's like, you were raised by your grandma. You need to appreciate. Na, 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 na. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I do appreciate. You know, the funny thing is, yeah, like in, in like Somali culture, we always say that the people that like had their grandma, like were raised with their grandmas in the same household, um, have are more in tune with their culture. Really? Because grandparents like kind of root language in you, root culture yeah. in you, remind you of like how things were back mm-hmm. in the day for them. Yep. Um, so like, have it's that. like your kuris, we call it. Because Iya is like grandma, and like Curtis is like raised by. Mm-hmm. So I think like it's a wholesome thing um, to be raised but by. But you weren't raised by your. I mean, I did. I, I lived with my grandma. Oh, did you? Yeah. So Sweden. Um, so my thing is, I was born in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no moving around until we came to the UK. <laughs> but I came to the UK at nine, just like you. Yeah. Um, but I came like when I just turned nine. And so I think it was like the last week or a couple of weeks of year five like i got to experience like i think i went to like two weeks of it yeah and it was the ghetto because <laughs> a we Compared were we were in this like i feel like um sweden is such a different yeah. like bubble especially for kids like for young people it's such a different experience um and so like going being in sweden growing up as a kid like i was surrounded by black people i was surrounded by like Arabs, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was surrounded by people of colour. Yeah. And then I came to the UK, I looked around at Claire's, I was like, huh? <laughs> Where the colour folk at? <laughs> like, I was actually so confused. And it was weird to me because, like, I've always told, I've always been told, like, oh, there's so many, like, um, Somalis in the UK, you're going to be fine, da da da. Yeah. And then when I came at the age of nine, and, the, and, the, and we did move into, like, we were housed at, like, a very, like, it was, like, a very white, it wasn't even middle class, it was working class, but, like, it was, it was, like, a very white area, and they were, like, insanely racist like intensely racist right so all i just remember is like things like um my dad's car like being egged you know like them yeah. breaking his car windows and our doors being knocked and like running like it was like a weird experience compared to sweden how the difference i mean the thing I is like that's we didn't have that in sweden Do you know what is right I and mean, there's a reason for this and i think we can get into like the how migration like breaks out in the uk and how migration breaks out in um, the context of the, like, sorry, European countries. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, Sweden does this thing where, like, they place people in, like, hubs. Like, they're called, like, ghettos kind of thing. They're referred to as ghettos, actually, in certain publications. But it's, and basically what they do is, and all the migrants, they put them in an area. So all the migrants are literally living in the same area. And so that's why, when I went to school, I saw a bunch of black people. Not, yeah. And that doesn't mean that there was loads of black people in the country. No, it just meant that they were all moved into that particular area. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out, Yotobori. <laughs> but like, that's literally where I grew up. And I knew so many Somalis, so many like um, Kenyans, Ethiopians, um, Kurdish, Iraqis. Like, no, there was actually very particular <laughs> groups of people and Iranians. Like there was a particular groups of people that like were migrated to Sweden, right? And there was, they were there in huge proportions. And that's why like, so in my class, there probably be, was like four or five Swedish people that I grew up with, like um, that I remember. So the dynamic was different. I mean, obviously it changed when I started high school because mm-hmm. then we moved into a very much area that is um, quite mixed. But yeah, so my first experience with the UK, UK was like, oh, what is this? What, what is this ghetto? But like, Why how was so your experience insane? like in Sweden, like growing up, was it nice compared to the UK? Oh my God, Sweden is like a heaven for children. I'm not even gonna lie. I think there's one of the things I, I appreciate actually makes my parents take me out of Sweden, right? As Because I think the opportunities that I've been given in the UK, I would never have had in Sweden. Yeah, true. But when I was younger, Sweden was a heaven. Perfect. Like I, 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 when I would like come home from school, and I could walk home from school, there was no issue. Like from the age of like six, seven, I was like, okay to go anywhere by myself, right? In the yeah. sense that I could go to the shops, I could go hang out with my friends. I'd come home from school and then if I didn't have mosque, like I'd go play with my friends. Mm-hmm. And like the only indicator of the time to go home is when the sun's going down. Do you know what I mean? And it was such a, it was a safe environment because like all the, all the mums on the block are also yeah. your mum. They know who you are. Yeah, everyone you know, knows they, everyone. They're like, that's Fortun's little daughter. So, you know, if I see her do up to any trouble, <laughs> you know, f- within five seconds, 
you have no idea what your daughter's up to. <laughs> like, she'd get a phone call. So, like, it was like, I was being watched. I felt safe. And then, therefore, yeah. I could go explore and do whatever I want. Like, we had, like, a forest behind a house. We used to go explore. Like, it's, a, it's heaven for kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you get a level of freedom. There's no, there's no worry. There's no... Um, it was just a completely different experience, you know? So, yeah, I loved it. cool. And then you, you moved to the UK and it was just like, what the hell? No, it was legit prison. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> I was like, we're serving a sentence out here. Me and my siblings, I remember when we came, and I have um, four other siblings, um, we were like, we don't like it here. And we're going to plot to... Actually, at the time, I had three other siblings. Um, Salman, my little brother, was born here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, we don't like it. We, we strategically were like, guys, we're going to spend the next year showing mom and dad how much we Bad disdain this, this place, <laughs> right? And we were just like, we don't want to do this. We don't do that. We don't like it. We don't like it. We don't like it. And then my mom, like, when they brought us here, by the way, we were brought under the false pretenses of like, if we don't like it, we can go we back. Can leave there. <laughs> don't believe that, folks. Don't believe that. Um, <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Um, so that's what they said to us. But then it turns out that, like, um, when we moved here, I was like, well, tough luck. This is where my family is. Also, here? also, my mom's entire family just went and all moved right. together. Okay. So it was like... So for her, it wasn't that... She was like, there was no choice. Yeah. This is what my family is now. Yeah. Um, was it your mom's yeah. choice or was it a whole family? Actually, there was a, a thing. So my dad wanted to move to the US, right? Right. And, and my, contextually, my dad's a, a pilot and it was like something about like licensing where like he was working in the US but with his like, pilot license, because of the way he got it, he couldn't work with in the UK, mm-hmm. right? So my dad's thing was like, we're gonna move to the US. Yeah. And when he went to the US, he worked in the US, and then things went left. Right, you know, that's why he was like- 9-11 UK happened, this. Muslim people couldn't get jobs. Do you remember that period? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one right there. So he went through that situation where like, my mom and dad had like a bet. They were like, if, if, if America doesn't work out, and it's written for us to not like go to the yeah. UK. We'll go to the UK. America didn't work out. You know what I mean? In the sense of like it wasn't. It, my dad didn't go out there, and everything didn't succeed. And he. Um, and then we ended up moving to the UK. But then you know what I always say, right? I have family in California, and I love them to bits. But imagine sounding like them. <laughs> is it that imagine, bad accent? Imagine sounding American. God forbid. <laughs> The accent is really bad, isn't it? It really is. Which one is worse? Like, I'm a Cali girl. I'm a, I can't do that. Like, I can't take them serious. That's all you'd sound like if you didn't move here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, it's better than Birmingham, that's for sure. Anyway, now, tell me about you, yes. though. See, mine was so different compared to yours. What was... What was like, for you... Can you I say growing up Sweden? in Angola? Because you didn't really grow up in Angola. No, but... Me growing up in Angola was very like, I guess I like, because the reality is I was just a quiet person. Okay. I was just, you know, reading my books, wanting to go theater and doing stuff like that. My brother was very wild, like he was always out, but we didn't, we couldn't go to school the way you guys did in Sweden, like that was impossible. Everything was far away, had to drive. I had to wake up super early to go to school because in, of traffic. In Angola, Luanda? Yeah. Traffic was crazy. I remember we always used to sleep in the car because traffic was crazy. I had to wake up like what five, four in the morning at times. Yep, to and get how to long school. is the drive? Dude, traffic was like three, two hours. Oh my god, that's actually crazy. Yeah, like traffic was. Re- that's one of the reasons a lot of kids I feel like moved to the UK because traffic in in Angola is, it was just the worst. And then you wasted a lot of time. But for me, like my experience growing up in Angola, it was very much like I was quiet. Okay. I had friends, but I was very quiet and I just kept myself to myself. Like, you know, I talked to my friends, mm-hmm. had sleepovers and whatever, but it was, I was just quiet. Mom always says like, I'm, I when didn't you say, have like a very When you say like, quiet active. though, do you mean like you were? I was just focused on like reading, um, studying, I guess you can say, um, and like going to the theaters, cinemas, stuff like that. Like I wasn't that kind of girl that would like, you know, go out and get my hands dirty and like, you know, run and none of that. Mm. I was the kind of person that would just stay at home. Okay. And so when I moved here, Mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, right, this is my chance for me to just discover life. Yeah, like just be different. But it it wasn't even that like I made like a rational, you know. Decision. Yeah, it was more of like, everything here was different. You know, everything, like, in Angola, the uni- we didn't have any uniforms. 
Yeah. Well, it was like your own school. And I was going to a private school. And in that private school, the kids were just... Because we know what private schools yeah. are like. like. They're just rude and like everything is what your dad has, what your mum has. So it, for me, like that wasn't what I liked, I guess. Yeah. It didn't it didn't help me grow. Yeah. I guess. I wasn't I wasn't free to, you know, be myself. And when I moved here, we didn't have any of that. Yeah. You know, who cares who your mum is, who your dad is? Yeah. You know, you're wearing so uniforms. True. All you have to do is just deal with the kids. You know, I really was excited to work because in Sweden we didn't have uniforms as well. Which is awful. You know, okay, it's not awful, but like, there's a reason though. I think like the, the reason they don't do uniform in Sweden is because they want kids to show their individuality, right? Yeah, Whereas I here that. they're like they don't want kids to show any individuality <laughs> at all. No, but f I don't think it's because they don't want to show any. I, I think it's honestly just because we don't have to think about you know true. what to it wear in school huge and stuff like that. Did you like wearing uniform? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, because like I feel like. Back in Angola, it, it was literally like I always had to wear like something nice, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was that struggle, and like my even I think that, that's one of the reasons that I cut my hair, because my hair was so long. I remember my mom found out she she nearly killed me, but it was the whole like this is the whole image that you had to keep. You cut your that, hair when you were in Angola. Yeah, yeah. My mom went on holiday, and I was like, listen, I'm she done with did you. That too. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I was. I will show you a picture. It was like it was up to here. Oh my. And God. I remember I used to cry to my mom. I was you like, put it yourself. You went into the toilet. You went. Yeah. My brother and my dad were in the living room chilling and I just said, I'm gonna go for it. Okay. And I just quit it and it was like super short. But it looked good, but because I couldn't really do anything with it. And I used I to But your mum was hella upset. She was she was so upset. Yeah. Like imagine. she was because my hair was really long, it was so beautiful. And I just couldn't handle it. Like it's it just I don't know. But anyway, so I cut it and yeah, so for me it was it was literally like a freedom of I can be me without having to worry about what to wear, mm -hmm. how to be, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. Because I feel like when you're worried about those little things, it affects how you're going to be yeah. or what you're going to say and how you, you know, how you, it affects all those little things. So for me, I, I feel like it was like the best thing ever that happened. Okay. It's like for you it was hell and for me it was like heaven. <laughs> and and then, okay, so now you come to the UK. Mm -hmm. How does it differ? Like, how do you switch up? Like, what was different? God, I was a lot more talkative. Jesus Christ. Like, I went from being quiet yeah. to getting detention every day in school because I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. So you were like the... Because you, you were like top grade student, right? Yes. When you were a kid and... Yes. Like, that was like... That's I guess that's one of the reasons. has told me. <laughs> yes. she, this girl was apparently very smart. Yes. So I smart mom, that you started school early. I did. Literally, my, my mom found out I could read and she was like, I don't know how... I got to reading, but yes, um, she found that I could read. We were around three, and she was like, listen, you're gonna go into school. Yeah. And my dad, because my dad had a friend that had a school. So he was like, is it possible to get her yeah, in? Really because the thing is, my parents, they, they didn't really like, they want what's best for you, yeah. but they weren't really like your parents. Like your dad would sit you down yeah. and we would go, for, you know, you'd do that. My parents didn't have that. They didn't have that patience of like, exactly. So for, for them, it was like, let's, let's get you in school. Yeah. I feel like that will help you. And that's why they got me into school. And I guess in a, in a way, that's probably why I was so, you know, mm. focused on other things instead of like, but no, I think it was just me. It was just me and the whole of like, the school I was going to, you mm. know. Yeah. And I was really stubborn, by the way. That's probably why we like- Still are very stubborn. You know what I've actually changed? Compared to, listen, my mom tells me that I used to invite my friends over and it was a sleepover. I used to invite them over. We had fun. When it came to sleeping, it was like, right, guys, um, it's nice being with you guys, but I'm going to go to my bed. You guys decide where you're going to sleep. <laughs> no one would sleep in bed with me um, and like no one would share clothes. Oh, I, I used to <laughs> hate it when people. Imagine went. the audacity of inviting people to your house and be like, I don't know where you're going to sleep. That sounds like a you problem. One hundred percent, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it ain't gonna be my bed. <laughs> it wasn't like That's it had nothing to so do with me. Rude. What do you mean it had nothing See, to I do with me? Like, it's like hi friends, come to my house. Yeah, we play over at my house. Yeah, we play. We had fun. <laughs> now let's go sleep. Like you can go sleep whatever you want, but it ain't gonna be my bed. <laughs> Figure out, yeah. <laughs> Figure out. You're a big girl now. <laughs> or you can just ask my mom. You know, she's an adult for a reason. Oh god. But yeah, yeah it was. It was. Yeah, I, I was that kind of person. And I remember my mom once. Um, <laughs> I stole uh, money from her bag, and I was such an 
obvious thief because I stole money and like I bought sweets. So I was walking around giving sweets to everyone. My mom was looking at me. She was like, where did, this where did she get those sweets? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Where did I get it from? <laughs> so you were like confidently like, I don't know. Exactly. I was like, we're going to talk when you get home. She literally like beat the shit out of me. She told you anyone. Listen, like I literally, I, I, I hated like people hating me. Like it was the worst. I walked literally like I crawled the whole house cause she was following me. And then she got my brother involved and we were both crawling like the whole house. <laughs> like she would have, she was like, don't you dare ever do how do did like, you, she did would you get your brother involved? Do you know how your the parents inner, are? You know, when, when, when one person does it, he like did nothing to deserve the pain. Literally, like, she got my brother involved. <laughs> she like, I, my mom said I didn't speak to her for literally a week. I can imagine that. I was like, don't you dare ever. Oh, well, look, yeah. She was like, like I just got Somali parents. Ah. <laughs> Do that. She was Somali parents, yeah? That's what I mean. They beat you, they expect apology. That's what I mean. Like, for me, it was completely fine. I was like, like don't you will be dare like, speak to me. You're not going to apologize, huh? <laughs> it's like you hit me. <laughs> but that's, that's like where, like, like you said, like yeah, the way yeah, you yeah. were brought up. Because so, for me, it was just like two kids in the house. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, my brother was just like wild and whatever. Yeah. And I was a quiet one, so. But yeah, so <laughs> that was like me. I was like stubborn and like mind my business. I don't care about anyone else. It's not even that I didn't care about anyone else. I was just like into me. Like, you know, I just wanted things the way I wanted full stop. Yeah, you just didn't care about anyone else. Yeah. You cared about yourself. Yeah. And that's it. Literally. You were very much self-centered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So when I moved into the UK, yeah. it was different because, like, I had a lot more friends. Do you think you changed straight away or was there, like, a, a shift? I honestly couldn't tell you what happened. Like, even my childhood, like, I can't tell you really what went down. Well, let me tell you what you were like when I first met you. Oh, go on then, surprise me. Um, I won't lie to you. Like, okay, so for context, I was, we met at high school. We went to the mm -hmm. same high school. Yeah. But I went to a different high school in year six. Year seven. Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, year yeah, seven. Because you met. Wow. Yeah. I'm really forgetting how high school works. Yes. <laughs> it's been that long, guys. <laughs> it hasn't um, been that long. So I, I went to a, a, um, a Muslim school. Really problematic, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, and, then I, and then I, like, transferred back to, like, so yeah, I was on the private school first year and then I went to like a normal high school mm -hmm. um, for year eight. And then year eight is like when I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rediscover myself. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have different friends. Um, and yeah, and then we met yeah. through like a big group of friends, a big group of it friends. It was huge. A very diverse. We were so close. Group of friends. We're all like different uh, bands and stuff. Cause you had like Y band and X band. Yeah, yeah, we had. But we were like friends. quite close. For a year group, I feel like we were actually quite close. We were quite close, but we were very like, we were very different. Yeah, we were all very different. It was like, okay, imagine like a diversity magazine. Yes. <laughs> Where you have like- All sorts. Every race covered. <laughs> Not just race, but personalities. It was just like, we were all so different. Every shape and size. And like, honestly, like one of these, we look like one of those diversity <laughs> Remember that front picture? I don't find that so funny. Like front honestly, picture. That, those front pictures. Like oh my God. It literally, you could tell. Oh, did I drop the- she dropped the mic. <laughs> Honestly, do you know what? I'm, I'm crying, but like, yeah. Every time I look back at the friendship group, I always tell Nadia like, she cringes as well. Like, I cringe. Yeah. I don't cringe in the way like they're all it's great people. Thing. Yeah. It's just that like, the math just don't math. The numbers don't add up. You know. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like I keep hitting this. So I was like, um, <laughs> don't know how we got to be all friends, but yeah, that's, that's, that was like our friendship group. But you were the quiet one in the friendship group, like from year eight, year nine, right? Yeah. And then year that's 10, year 11, it's like you swallowed a microphone, right? <laughs> and your mouth was just so big. Like she would, nah, I'm not even joking guys, like she would go into, she would start fights with people and then be like, Zumzum's gonna knock you out. It wasn't fights. Everyone had attitude at that time. Literally like everyone it, had attitude. And then I feel like, I kind of like attracted a lot of attitude because no, I had a lot of attitude. A lot of attitude. So she would talk the talk, she could not walk the me. walk. So she would hire me to walk the walk. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was. But that, that, that's actually smart because I feel like I knew I couldn't handle it, so I might as well get someone to do it. And let me tell you, do you see this picture here? Do you see this, this, this here? <laughs> Very ladylike, sophisticated. This girl was different in school. And I think that's why she, 
loves and hates me oh, because okay. I knew her back then. Okay. And this girl I'll back play. then, she I'll was play a the fifth. fighter. Like, I'll play the fifth. This girl. I'll play the fifth. <laughs> like, she was fighting. She was one of the boys, by the way. She was one of the boys. She was, was actually, always yeah. fighting everyone. Like, you looked at her wrong. What are you looking at? Mm? Yeah, innit? We were talking. She was flying across the room because she saw someone looking at... It was like... I was, she was raised by my grandma and my grandma was a warrior. <laughs> she was genuinely a warrior. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you guys, right? I remember this one but time... But was actually too much. Like, no, it was one time I was, when I was a kid in Sweden, right? I got in a fight. I got beat up. I came home. I told my grandma I got beat up. My grandma said to me, you're going to beat up. You're going to get beat up by me if you don't fight her now. She took me to that girl's house. She knocked on her door. She told her mum, these two got unfinished business. They pulled us outside. We had a fight. I knocked her out. And do you know why I knocked her out? Because I didn't want to get knocked out by my grandma. <laughs> I'm glad to you. So it, it kind of like a thing of like, my the thing my grandma always said to me, yeah, she's like, like, you can't show weakness. Do you know what? It's like a, it's a whole thing of like, actually, something that I feel, I feel like I've like massively took, um, in. Took, took in, maybe way too much actually. Yeah. Because you were uh, young, so you didn't know how to balance But Yeah, and I think, but for a long time, I was like, show me disrespect, I will show you pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of like actually not, be, just kind of reassessing it, being like, actually, this person's probably got issues with themselves. <laughs> and it ain't about me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, uh, I'd go from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. Um, always fighting. I wasn't always fighting. Sam, you were always fighting. Yeah, but like, let's be honest though, like, they were like justified fights. <laughs> This girl can always justify, like, always justify you, she's fight. looking at you wrong. And what are you going to do? <laughs> fight her? So for her, it was fight. For her, it was fight. For me, it was talk. No, that's it was, literally. There was like, there was a ways to get under my skin. And I think like the, 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 the fights that I had was like, if anyone ever used the N-word, that's when I would go to like. But I don't think everyone there would use the N-word the way you, you think. I feel like for you, it was just, you just. A lot of those people did. I yeah, they do. But it wasn't like a constant thing. Like you were constant, like. And you know, that's the past. I don't know what she's talking about. I'll believe the fifth. I am a lady. Um, she really fight. wasn't. Um, she really wasn't. But actually, do you know what is right? I think I think as a gr- as I've grown older, I've been re- I've become the complete opposite of that. Like yeah. I now like regulate my emotions so well, but also just don't even bother. Like, and I think like yo, those little wrists of yours can't handle it. I will fight no more. <laughs> we'll be surprised. <laughs> It might go off, but I'll still do it. <laughs> okay. Um, the no, honestly, I think I think like you realize like actually just you give you just can't give people your time and your energy like when you get angry, like it's because like it anger anger is such a like it, it's such an ex- exhausting emotion. Yeah, it is. Like, have you ever got angry at somebody and yeah, then just been tired? You were tired after? all the time. All right, listen, we're Somali, we're anemic, okay? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want from us? I was like, Who's this? I was a tall, skinny kid playing basketball. Like, what do you want from me? I know, she was such a tomboy. I was, I was a tomboy, but that's, I think that's because I grew up around a bunch of brothers. Like, I just, I, I think was that's, that was just you. And, like, yeah. Because like, I had, I grew up with a lot of guys, actually, and yeah. I was never. I know, I don't know. It shifted a little bit, I guess, when I started um, college. Yes, and there was, like, a change as well. I discovered makeup. Yes, she did. That was in college. <laughs> oh my God, those makeup looks are so bad. That's where you start. You ever That's look back at pictures and, and be like, yes. Why did I think? Oh my God, school pictures. Purple was a good idea. Why am I lips purple? Actually, oh my God, your lips purple, right? That's Why am I lips purple? Why have I got green eyeshadow on? School pictures are actually disgusting. I'm not going to lie to you. I looked like I was freaking swallowed by anaconda, literally, put me in. <laughs> Actually, out. That's actually my hair was life. just my hair was just <laughs> oh do you remember you used to come into school wet with your hair wet every that's single day we, do you know what i used to put in my basically i used to wet my wash my hair and then i used to live in the conditioner so my hair had that whole like your hair wet was, look for a no, while no even wet look that it was wet it was dripping yeah i know okay your blazer was wet okay. i know so and like, i used to like go to the bathroom and like wear it because this girl not own my hair a blow dryer? was too much my hair was too much which I regret it now because, like, back in the days, you don't appreciate the things you have. Yeah. And that's something I f- we have to learn, guys. Yeah, appreciate the things we have. My hair was so beautiful back then. And yeah. literally, like, I took she for did. granted. And then what she did is she shaved it. Anyways. Okay, that was like... I didn't shave it. I couldn't really show. She shaved it. She shaved I didn't it. shave it. Like, if I, I think if I did, that, my mum would kill me. But I didn't shave it. I couldn't really show. And like, this was, like, what? A year ago. So don't no, worry about it. No, two years ago. Okay, two when years ago. Oh to... my God, so long now. Yeah, it's literally when I was moving to Brussels. Okay, that's been a long time. Very long but time. But before we get ahead, um, okay, so you're telling me there was a change 
the whole in college. Yes. Was that like, do you think it was like something like that? Conscious? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How come? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I'll be very honest with you. This might sound weird. Uh, I don't know if actually people do this, but I'm, I've, I feel like every stage of my life when I feel like this is going to be something different. I think I'm conscious about like being different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so when I started high school, I was like, new environment, new people, new friends. I'm going to be a different person, yeah. right? I'm going to be the person that I want to be kind of thing, right? Um, and then I start college and it's like, I want to be different. I want to, you know, I want to be perceived as like, it's like, I, think, I feel like growing up, you're like, I want to be dressing yeah, different. And like, because I remember you, uh, you, like I literally was in high school, I was wearing like hats on top of my hijab. Mm-hmm. I was wearing like, you know, like, like baseball jackets, like trainers every day. Mm-hmm. Like that was just me. I would basically look like a boy. Like I think I had the same wardrobe as my brother <laughs> at that point, right? And then I start college and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to start wearing blazers. I'm going to start wearing like shirts and skirts and dresses. Yeah. And like, and I and feel like, like we're still hanging out a lot more then as well. Yeah, because we used to go home. School but like, just go home straight away. Do you know why? And I think that's because um, who else from that friendship group went to college? Yeah. True. <laughs> and what was it? No, there was a, actually a few, but I cannot for the life of me remember. No, I think half of the school went to not not that our college. Bolton College, and the other one went to Farmworth College. Because there was two separate ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone else was in Farmworth. We weren't in Farmworth. We were at, like, the but main campus. There was a lot of people that went to Bingley. Like, a lot. Maybe Alpha Garden. I'm talking about all of them. They're all in Bolton. Can we not name drop? Mm. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Can we not name drop? Like, a lot of them. I actually don't know. I <laughs> can't tell you. I could, like... Honestly, do you know also, what? I don't know if this is bad, but, like, college felt like... This a is not bad. She literally, like... She forces us f- herself to forget everything that happened. There's, there's a before college and after college for her. That's and cool. before college, it's just blank for her. It's like, that never happened. No, but college... And that's why she has a love and hate relationship with me because I'm that part that she never got rid of. <laughs> so I always remind her of, this is who you She's are. She's just the Don't you dare trying to act something different because you're the, not. It's the best thing. I can't I change your diapers. That's pretty much what I tell her. And her family as well. They all know that, you know, <laughs> I was there. But yeah, I feel like as I like move through these like life stages, um, I was, but why did you want to be different in college? I don't know, because you want to be a different version of yourself. I want to see like how people perceive you, how people, you know what I mean? I think it's like um, uh, this thing of like, you know, self dis- like finding a self-discovery, finding a mm-hmm. place where you belong. Yeah. Um, and like having that sense of belonging is like so important. And if you just, I don't know, it was kind of like maybe exploring parts of my personality that were always there that I just didn't really explore, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think I always probably wanted to wear makeup. I just didn't know how to. Yeah. Right. Or I always wanted to wear like these kind of clothes and I just thought it doesn't suit me because these suit The me. kind of mentality. Do you know what? Like, you, we were having this conversation yesterday actually about like building comfort zones, right? Yeah. It's like you build these comfort zones and this like little thing and like you're like, actually I'm, I'm very comfortable in this nook. Mm-hmm. This is all I've known. So why would I do something different? But Actually, like every time I started something new, I was like, it was easier to do something different because it was a new environment. Yeah. So I would try something new. And I think like even uni, I was very different when I went to uni. And like, I think it was just escalation, isn't it? But I do think like it stems from consistently trying to find like a place where you belong, like a community that you belong to. Yeah. Something that you can be a part of, Mm -hmm. right? and I think that's kind of what, why I was like consistently changing because I was like, I was trying to find like, where does Amazon belong? Where does she fit in? Like, what, what, what is she like? Who is she? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's that, that journey that I went through. What about you? I didn't have that. I was just, I just grew into you. So you're just saying you're, you've been the same person since I first met you? I mean, 100%. Let's be honest. Loud. Mind my business. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I feel, I feel like I just kind of grew into who, you know, like, I feel like who I was back in Angola was who I was here, but here I kind of like just was able to free this other side of me yeah, that yeah, I couldn't, yeah. you know, when I was in Angola. Okay. Because I feel like I always had this, this, you know, this, it's not even, I won't call it confidence, like, because it's not confidence, it's, it's just like, and it's not even like I know what I want, but I'm just like a chill person. No, yeah, definitely. I think we're both chill people. Yeah. But I think in the sense of, like, you are... You've shifted... 
in a lot of ways in the sense of like you're not selfish anymore you, you care oh think no yeah a lot about yeah, other people 100 percent. put yourself in like yeah well like but i feel like with that i had to do it because of the friendships i had like it wasn't even like mm. a choice <laughs> you know i like i had to do it because don't say you know i had so friends hmm? don't say in a way like you hate us like <sighs> i had friends no but like so i had to do it i had to be nice <laughs> Not 100% though, because it was yeah. literally, it was, um, it wasn't because you guys, you guys probably wouldn't even notice mm. like it was happening, but it was my family, my family, like, I feel like my family did had like a lot of like, because I was like this, um, you know, speak my mind kind of girl. My family was always like, no, that's not how things are. You're not just you in this world. Yeah. And you don't, true. you don't start. It's like, it's like what I was saying to you the other day. It's like, it's like you were fighting a physical battle and I was fighting a like mental Emotional like battle. like a me because it was because I was like the talker like I was be like I answer back you know if I didn't like something like you would use your wrists I would use my voice I'd be like no that's not how it is and I wouldn't I wouldn't care who was watching and who was listening but you wouldn't think if you if you looked at me you wouldn't think I was like that, that kind of person but I was especially at home so that's where it kind of like started like that's when it was like right Nadia my mom used to say to me like you need to realize that, you know, if you want to build. But to be honest though, we were similar in that sense. Cause I think a lot of the reason I used to get in trouble in school is cause I used to back talk, right? And like, and yeah, but in school, everyone backs talk. Who doesn't back talk? We all act different Trust in school. Me. <laughs> me and my sister. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like in school, like, I feel like in school you can be whoever you want because mm. I, I work in the school. So I know like you meet the students in school and then you talk to the parents they're like, my kid does that? He doesn't do that at home. I'm like, well, your kid is a savage in school. So you get, I feel like in school, kids tend to like, some kids tend to be, mm. you know, different. Yeah. But for me, it was like, who I was in school, it was, yeah. it was who I was at home. You know what's interesting, actually, like, like stemming into parents, right? And the mm -hmm. parents, the role parents play in our lives. Because you're right, like, parents sometimes are really oblivious about like what their kids are like. In school, they were one hundred percent. That's what they were saying yesterday, right? In the event, yeah. Like they're like, you you have to go into your school's kids. <laughs> I was like, I was like, God you need to connect with the teachers. You need she to be like, a part of that. She was like, it's true though. You have yeah to connect, not to become a dinner lady or cleaner. That's what she was saying. She was like, you have to go in. And I felt like undercover, undercover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think the message she was trying to send is like become a school governor kind of thing, like as a parent. And like be a, understand the rules and how things are being. Yeah, passed. she said that we also. But yeah. she mentioned that I was like, "Come a dinner lady." That's what this. That's what she said. Did she say that? Okay. Yeah, she was like dinner lady, cleaner, like being involved in the school. I was like, "How, how involved do you want?" <laughs> Shift your entire career around your children, you guys. Know? Oh, you're not doing it right. So you need to be careful, guys. Just don't get too involved in your. I feel like we should do a disclaimer. None of us are parents. No, like honestly, like none of us are parents. Therefore, none of us are really qualified to give you real advice on parenting. Exactly, like however, so don't take it serious. We'll give you our opinions, and if yeah. you like them, because great. we were kids once. If you don't like them, seems like a you problem. Yeah, we were kids once, and I feel like I still remember. Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. mom, and my mom was far away. I've never met someone so involved in my life, and she was far away. Literally in Africa. <laughs> like, li like that woman. She used to call me five, ten times a day. I'm not even joking. My mom is a stalker. No, no, she Sorry, actually Mom, is. I didn't mean that. No, but no, no, she actually She is. admits that she, she doesn't care. She's like, you're my kid. I don't care. I'm like, woman, like, 10 times a day she used to call me, like, you, you know, you've been oh, on yeah. holidays, like, oh, me. Yeah. And, like, oh, yes, she no, does that, you know? I think, I think like, when I'm, whenever I'm with, like, like out with Nadia or, like, traveling with Nadia, I think I speak to your mom more than I speak to my mom. Honestly. So it's like, She's once a day is calm, I call her. Yeah, everything's fine. We're still alive, you know, we're living. And then she'd be like, okay, khair, inshallah, send me some pictures. Yeah. And Nadia's mom, yeah, is calling every 10 minutes. So what did you guys do? Where did you go? Honestly, I need seven pictures. Constantly. And she'll FaceTime us and she'll be like, show me where you are. <laughs> show me everything. So, I don't know if it's, but honestly, I don't think it's because we live far away. I think that's just the way she's yeah, the kind of person. Like, she's she wants to be yeah. in your business. That's just you know? who she is. 100%. Which is wholesome. But I think well, it is for you, but when you're a kid, I felt like there was a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I was the kind of kid that I was because I feel like I was able to fight her throughout okay. the whole situation. When you say you felt pressure, what do you mean? Because I'm not close to my mom, but as in like, we don't live in the same house. Yeah. Thank God we don't live in the same Honestly, I feel like it would be a battlefield every day. Because uh, when we are together on holiday, I feel like there's always fights, there's little, the tension is, is quite. Do you think that's because you don't live with her though? You didn't grow up with her? Therefore like you haven't learned how to like navigate those things. No, I, th I think it's because I was young. Because now, yeah. I know where to step. 
with my mum. Okay. Before I didn't know it and I didn't care. So it was always like, how is that my problem? Mm. So there was always argument, you know? And it was little things, how I did my hair, the clothes I wore. Yeah. Like that woman, she was a control freak. I've just moved back home. I'm living through it right now. Do, do you see what I mean? It's a problem. It is like that woman got opinions for days. <laughs> she, they do. She's got something to say about it's like everything. They don't know like when to stop. It's like God, I choose love her. your battles. I love you, mom. We do, we do, we do. Don't honestly, throw me out. Honestly, we do. But back then, for me, it was it was really hard because it, it's that thing that you, that you have like yeah. you love them yeah. and like you understand kind of where it's coming from. Yeah. But with my mom, I felt because like she was like a bulldog. You know, like, and the more she did it, in my head, I was like, she hates me. Okay. I mean, you know, like someone, like I'm Why telling her I'm not happy that? about this, but she's still doing it. Okay. It obviously tells me she doesn't like me. Oh, wow. And you think that's because you didn't live with her? You didn't le like learn like how she no, shows I think it was love? Just, I think it was just because, yeah, I, d I didn't know. Like, if, even I think if I lived there, it would be 10 times worse. Because honestly, I'll be honest, I, I think that's how our parents think they show love. That's like that's 100%. their way of thinking, like showing yeah. you, I love you and I care yeah. about you by consistently being in your business. In your business, making sure All like around your business, you know, you have high high dreams, high high everything. But it's not like what you want to dream yeah. is what they want for you. Because they because they think they know best. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. My mum, she always says like, if I was if I was your age, the things I would do. I was like, you were my age. I may I remind you? Did you leave? Here we life? are. <laughs> that's sassy. Imagine saying that to Smiley Mom. I feel like this is going to be an episode of me saying, Imagine saying that to Smiley Mom. Yeah, I, I, I 100%, like, I feel like. No. And it's not even because I think that's just the way I, 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 I've kind of like, I taught her. No, to no, no. Learn no. that, like. That you're sassy, we know. Um, not even that I'm sassy, that I'm just like, I, I don't mean it in a mean way. That's no, just no, no. the way. And I feel like with my mom, she, she, she understands that because, like, even I just, when I was young, I was like. Because, uh, you know what? I think parent, like, Growing up without your parents, like in directly in your life, is very difficult, especially like in your upbringing. Because yeah. you've never really had, because um, obviously I've had, I had the complete opposite yeah. of the type of like mm -hmm. parenthood that you that you experienced in yeah. the sense of like, I lived with both my parents my entire, actually, in fact, there was a period of my life where my dad went to America, like that I mentioned earlier. And I think he was away for two years, maybe two years. Yeah, something like that just before we moved to the UK. And I, I distinctly remember those two years, right? But even within those two years, like my uncle, my uncle kind of felt like my dad because he always took my mom shopping. He mm -hmm. came around like every weekend. He took me and my brother to karate. He would take us out for pizzas on Sunday. Like yeah. we had like that routine and like we didn't, he made sure we didn't feel it, right? Mm -hmm. But like, that's probably like the only time in my life that I like didn't have dad presence. And then like growing up, like you said, God damn, my dad was military. Like he was yeah. like, on it. Education, education, education. Like he would like set us down, like all my me, all my siblings, God forbid. He had a whiteboard in the dining room. Um, and there was just a shelf full of like revision books. Um, and it was just military, like we had to get through this, we had to study this, we had to learn this, da da da. Um and because I had I, I experienced school at home, mm -hmm. I was an asshole at school. Yeah. Cause I was like, I already know all of this. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Nobody's stricter than my dad, so I'm just gonna live my best life here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much. And like the teachers hated me because I was one of those kids that like would just get my work done, but I would distract the entire class. Yeah. Because I wanna mm -hmm. have fun now. Do you know that what I mean? Was literally, yeah. Yeah. And so it was but having that I think shaped who I was, of course having both your parents. Mm -hmm. Both my parents were very different as well. Like my dad was like, um, you know, education, put your head down, da da da. And then my mom was like like Dean, like learn the Quran, like you know, learn about your religion, your faith, who you are, like, and and also up to the age of like 10, 11, I had my grandmother, mm -hmm. right, and her thing was like culture. Do you know your language? Like she had, she used to say this thing, yeah, where she was like, um, don't bring this foreign language into my in my house. Like she, we could not speak English or Swedish when we was around my grandma. She was like, you have to Perfect. speak Somali, like speak your language, speak your mother tongue. I honestly believe in that. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, it's because like of her I can speak Somali. Yeah, 100%. It's only, it's only because my grandma forced us to learn Somali that my yeah. Somali is pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, but, I, so I had these, like, parents consistently mm. in my life. I had that support. I had that, like, infrastructure in the sense that, like, I could, 
I always knew that my dad would have my back. Yeah. When I started high school and I wanted to like do this or I wanted that, like I knew my dad would have my back, right? Yeah. I knew my mom would support me in, in this. Um, and I remember the first time my dad like moved when I was in uni, I think it was like second year of uni, my dad, went, my dad moved to Somalia yeah, yeah. to work. That was the first time my dad left me and the abandonment I felt yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, now I look back at it, I actually think to myself like that's, that's like, how did I, how did I feel like, I was so attached to him, mm-hmm. like, like, gen- like this, yeah, like, baby girl. like we were attached at the court, and I was that gonna die girl. without my father. Yeah, I was a proper, t- I was a daddy's girl. Um, yeah, at home because outside she was just like ghetto. <laughs> oh no, outside as well. Remember that dad showed up at school. Oh, Different conversation. No, but that wasn't a daddy's girl. That was. <laughs> I was hurt. <laughs> um, but no, on a serious though, I was like, I had some serious like abandonment issues. Like I felt like I had been like left by the only person that like loved me yeah and like supported me mm-hmm. and had my back you know and yeah. and like and I think and I think at that point it's the re- same thing you know and that's when I realized by the way that like my relationship with my mum isn't as strong as I thought it was yeah because of course like I have, I have a very strong relationship with my mum uh-huh. but it's nowhere near like how ingrained I was with my dad yeah. right we were literally the same person and like we had this like best friend type of relationship um so like I was like I was so hurt like it was genuine heartbreak I was like how dare you leave us I like I fought him I was like you can't leave and like and at the time it took me a long time to understand that he needed to go to Somalia because there he wouldn't like for context he was a pilot and he needed like there was um the first airline in Somalia that he flew in um, was opening back up and they, 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 they invited him, gave him a job and then he got like a really good role and he wanted to be a part of like starting up, restarting the aviation business yeah. in Somalia. Like it was something that was he was so proud him. of. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He was so excited and happy Especially to be part of something. when he came here. Yeah, 100%. Like he lost a whole part of his identity in it and who he was and how he grew up and like, and he was so excited to use his skills and his knowledge, you know? Um, Sometimes that was so cool. I honestly believe he was a spy. But she won't tell me. She probably doesn't know. But he was so cool. He spoke about five languages. No, way more than that. But you know what? Do you see what I mean? Do you see where the spy comes from? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. For, okay but I feel like this is actually a lot of people because um, he studied in Russia. Yeah. Like, and this is during like the Soviet programs, mm-hmm. like where a lot of like African, like yeah. young African, like smart mm-hmm. young people yeah, they had, that in were, had the ability yeah it was in god it was in a lot of actually countries yeah. and this was like i think it was like russia's like way of like infiltrating africa it's by, weird how by your, your dad was a pilot and my grandpa worked in the thingy ah, he was the mechanic my grandpa from my mum's side also was a a, a a pilot and knew my dad mm. but like he but he was like one of the first pilots after the war finished so like that that grandpa is actually like very well known and i think he's in like one of the somali archives yeah um but yeah so it's really cool i feel like aviation is a really interesting sector yeah back then i feel like for at least for my grandpa it was a huge thing yeah so i'm was. not surprised your dad went back I, I reckon it was similarly in the sense of like similar to my grandpa in the in the sense that it was around when aviation after civil war yeah it's not civil war for you i guess it would have been after the um after like they gained back independence yeah and, and he really got involved and he was like, he worked. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, like we digressed because we were talking about my yeah. relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was like a weird sense of abandonment that I felt. And like, and I was a grown woman at that yeah. age. Do you know what I mean? What was I like? 21? Yeah. 20? You're in college. I mean, uni. Oh, what year? How old are you? 20. You're 20. Yeah. I was a 20 year old woman and I felt like I needed my dad. <laughs> Do you know? And what did I need my dad for? Like, when I come home from school, like just to see him from from uni, sorry, to see him, like, what was he gonna, what was he really doing for me to like enrich my life? But I think it's honest. because you you were used to it. Yeah, you were so used to it that when it having left, him there yeah. all the time because it wasn't. I feel like if it was you leaving, it wouldn't be as painful because like it'd be you leaving, but because he was the one that left. Yeah. So it's like, what do you mean you're leaving? Like, yeah, how do you? Abandon you us? You're, you're here for me. That's it. Full stop. Oh no, that's exactly I'm how I felt. I'm the reason. Oh my for god, you alive, that's so stop. weird. That's exactly how I felt, my dear. I was like. <laughs> If I'm not in your life, then what's the point of it? <laughs> what do you mean? How can you be happy in Africa when I'm not there? 
I understand. I honestly do. Yeah, that's, the, that's genuinely the best way to describe it, actually. Um, and then it took me a while to realise how bloody selfish that was, right? Yeah. And and I think it was one, seeing like how happy my dad was. Yeah. And how proud he was of the work he was doing. Yeah. Right? Um, and I had to just get over like my emotions and express, and, and actually like replace them with like happiness mm-hmm. for somebody that I love so dearly. Yeah. And respect so dearly. And it inspired and pushed me in, in so many ways. And like by doing that, he actually inspired and pushed me again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was like, after years of like being in the sector, all that he gave to it, he came back to it. Mm-hmm. And he gave to his country. And he, you know, it was a part of something very important. And it was like, yeah, okay, you know what? My dad's badass. Yeah. I want to be and like, just like that. him. Yeah. But it was, so, but for you, like, you never had that. And I think like, we're, we're so like different. different in that experience, right? Yeah, 100%. Because your relationship with your dad was very, Challenging distance. I mean, challenging. There was nothing there. <laughs> okay, so this is what happens. You're right. I was trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, he was just different. Like I feel like he wasn't meant to have kids. I think he had kids because I've never heard that he wasn't meant to have kids. Okay. No, because not everyone. I feel like not every person is meant to be a father. Is meant. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I feel like for him it was. He just wasn't ready, to, you know, he wasn't ready or he wasn't meant to have kids. So he wasn't really like bothered about it, I guess, in a way. And I moved to the UK quite young. I was nine and I'm going to be honest with you. The time that I was there was probably like, what, three years of whatever. I don't remember anything from, um, okay, I remember a few things, but none of things that I want to talk about right now. But yeah, but what I do remember about my dad, like it wasn't really like, it wasn't something that, I could build something with him. And when I moved here, um, I think he only came once. Okay. And yes, I used to see him. I actually never knew dad ever came to the UK. Yeah, he came once and it was on my birthday. He came for my birthday. How old are you? Good question. Um, I don't know, I have pictures. (laughs) I have pictures of it, but I don't remember how old I was. Primary, early high school. Oh goodness. Okay, okay, like very early on. Yeah, it was like early on. Because he came at age of nine, so if he came yeah, to it was 11. Yeah, like, I would say it was about 10, 11. It was one of, yeah. And that's literally like the only interaction he tried to have with me when I was here. And when I used to go back on holiday to Angola, I did used to see him, but you can't really build, you can't really build anything with just, you know, seeing him for yeah. two days. Because we didn't want to be on my dad's side of the family. Like, wanted to be on my mom's side of the family, you know? Yeah. Like, every time my mom was like, you have to go, I'm like, no, I don't have to go. What are you talking about? Like, literally, it was, it was a challenge for my mom, like, to get us I don't us know why, but mom's side of the family is always late. Honestly, like, I feel like, because it's the family that I grew yeah, up with. And it. so, like, it was a challenge to do it, uh, to go there. So I feel like, because of that, and he never tried as well, you know? He'd never, like, I feel like he went to not trying, to not knowing, how to try, like how to do it. Mm. So it just became like really awkward. And, and of course me being me, I never really like, gave him a chance. Okay, I did, I used to answer the phone. So that's me giving me a chance, you know. But anyways. You used to pick up, to pick up your father's call and you're saying this is me giving him a chance. 100% because mo- most times I didn't answer. Yeah, yeah. I used to be like, oh, what does he want now? Okay. I feel bad now because like, you know, my dad passed away by the way. So I feel bad now, but at the same time, like, I know why I did what I did, you know? Yeah. There was nothing there for me, like, to hold on to. Like, my brother, like, my brother, he he lived in Angola until he was 13. Yeah, so, so he grew up with him, and he has, like, memories, and, like... Yep, like, they used to go fishing. Like, there's a lot of things that they used to do. Yeah, they built that relationship. Yes, and my brother was quite close to my dad as well. For him, my dad was, like, a hero. And that's something that, like, kind of, like, shattered after did a you, while as well. Did you, for a reason, like, did you purposely, like, not want to build a relationship with your dad, or do you think that was, like, something that you decided as a kid? I feel like when I was younger, I was a daddy's girl because I remember that my mom, there's something my mom says, like, I was quite close to my dad. However, because I moved, like, he's that kind of person. He just wasn't present. You know, like, we used to go out to the beach. Mm -hmm. Where is he? You know, we used to do stuff with my mom. Where is he? Like, it was that kind of thing. So he wasn't present. So as much as I wanted to, I feel like I learned in a very young age and I don't, I don't know if it was because I was traveling quite a lot, you know, I lived with my grandma and stuff, but I didn't like, I didn't build that attachment. Cause so, it just wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not just with my, not just with my dad, my, even my mom, like I feel like my mom, because she 
kept on calling me. She kept on building okay. that relationship. Okay, yeah. So I was able to like at one stage be like, right, Good relationship, yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, for better or worse, she wants me. Full stop. Mm -hmm. You know. So and when I moved here, it was like my family. I didn't know man to here by the way. Like, oh, as in, like, so you got to know her when you moved here. I knew her like when I was younger, younger. Okay. Like when I was like what one. Because I lived in Portugal and she was there around that time. Yeah, yeah. In Portugal, but I didn't remember her. So when I moved here, that's when I reconnected with her. Okay. I didn't actually know know her. I uh, only knew my uncle and my younger auntie. Yep. And the one in Angola, of course. So yeah, here it was different because that was it. Like I was by myself. Yeah. You know, and you don't realize that until. You know, like, I think that's that's. Exactly it though, like you were by yourself, and yeah. I felt like I was never by myself because I had yeah. a dad. I mean, I was. And that's like, why it was so painful for you. As much like, as I thought I was, I was by my. I, I knew, yeah. I knew I had my dad. And that's, I feel like that's why you were kind of like okay with the way you were because it's yeah. like, 100%. I can do whatever I want. Who cares? Yeah. Have you met my dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Exactly. My dad was like this tall, African, like well dressed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like very well respected Badass. man, you know, and he walked he walked around like very like three piece suit, little yeah. curvet. Very, very on the, you know what I mean? He was very formal and about his mannerisms, the way he talked, the way he dressed. He spoke multiple languages. I it was you expect, I guess, for somebody that studied in Russia as well. Yeah. Um and so he was just he just carried himself in this with this swagger that I like was like I always loved him when my friends met my dad because they never expected that like, yeah. from my dad. I think because he was so he was so well spoken, right? And then like I remember the first time I met you, you shook your hand and you you were so tiny. I was like I was so tiny. I was like oh my but god, I was so tall. <laughs> and because he's not even like <laughs> <laughs> literally like it was like nice to be. Yeah, but no, I think I think like um, kind of to wrap this episode up because I think that like, we can we can probably talk about this for like a long time, right? about our upbringing and like, yeah, we can though, about our upbringings and, and how our parents shaped like us as individuals yeah. and like, and, and how, how they didn't shape ourselves as well. And how they didn't shape us actually. There's, they did and they didn't in different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because I, f I feel like me growing up without my parents has shaped you. 100%. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like that's why, see, that, and that's why I say like, it's not even the confidence. It's more of like, no matter what, I know I have myself because that's the only person I have in yeah, here. Yeah. You know, like I, I fully understand that. You know, yeah, you're a different 100%. level. And I think that's like what it was like, because I love my mom, like I love my family now, like more than ever. Mm -hmm. But I also have that sense of like, it's not that I don't need them. It's more like it wouldn't matter. You know, because you know you can do it by yourself. Yes. You've done it by yourself. Yeah. Like that's like, kind of like that's what I got from like I guess not having my parents around yeah. when like with my brother I feel like because he had a lot of time with my parents I feel like it's completely different mm, okay. I'm more like bro like get over yourself move on yeah and he's more like oh what do you mean you know like it's more like I feel like that kind of like yeah. he's the youngest as well so I guess that he's adds, the baby boy he's definitely the baby that boy adds into the you know what I think I think like of course we, we shape ourselves like as we go through life, mm -hmm. but everybody in our lives like helps shape who we are 100%. as well, right? And and who isn't in our life? And I think for the first time, like when my dad left, uh, my dad has also passed away now, Allah Ya Rahma. But um, I think leave, him leaving actually for the first time, I had to feel, I feel like I was, I kind of felt like I was in it by myself. Mm -hmm. And like, it was like figuring that out and like feeling like vulnerable and feeling like, you know, um, like you can't rely or like, you know, just feeling like, you know, what if you mess up? Like, who's mm -hmm. gonna have your back? Um, but I do think, like, one thing you I realized was that, like, my dad. You know what the crazy thing is? I feel like I feel like even when he passed away, the thing that something that made it easier to process was the fact that, like, actually, my dad taught me everything he needed to teach yeah. me, right? And I am like exactly where I need to be because of him, mm -hmm. right? And my mother, of course, my mother. I can't even like explain like what she's done to, uh, yeah. to to support me and could never even like you know capture like the how she's shaped me as a woman right but mm -hmm. but i think often like we don't give credit to our fathers especially those that are that are, or that are incredibly involved and active and, and yeah. in your lives but my dad massively shaped who i was right um and like i always say like i had two parents I had a, i had I had, a, I had a mom that was like uh, a lawyer so her thing was like if you don't like it change it right and I think that's why I became an activist. 
Um, but I also had a father that was like, education is the most powerful tool you can have, right? So just continue learning for the rest of your life. Yeah. Those, so those are the two principles my parents taught me. And I think they have shaped who I am. Mm -hmm. Literally, I am an activist that works in education yep. <laughs> sector. I am literally shaped by my parents. So I feel like they played a massive role in who I, who, who I am and what I do. So I do think like um, it is a little bit about like, I guess, how I've come to being who I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and from like what my parents expected me to be, I think I'm, I might be far from like what they thought I was gonna be, but I think I'm also like perfectly where I was supposed to be. Yeah. In, in like a beautiful, in a beautiful, in a beautiful way. Yeah. You know, in a very wholesome way. Well, I can tell you straight, my mum doesn't like where I am right now. But, but, I know she loves it really. I honestly, I honestly believe she loves it. Go on. I feel like she pretends. Cause like, you know how parents are, they have that expectation. She's coming for Christmas, so I can answer this, you know. Oh, she, do not have, I can tell you straight what she's gonna tell you. You and your mom would so, be so funny on the podcast. <laughs> she would be so funny. She'd be like, she's so smart. I, when she was little, she did it. So uh, I'm just like, mom, just, just stop. I'm alive. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I'm not a killer. I'm not in prison. I'm not in prison. Mm -mm. Didn't rob so, a bank. Didn't get caught. Nanny's been trying to rob a bank for a long time. Long time, guys. Maybe not like, keep that. <laughs> okay. Long time. <laughs> you never know, you know. You never know. It could <laughs> happen. You never know. So, just blessings out there. Nah, this is very true. This is very true. And I, I do think, I do think <coughs> you are doing work that's important. And that is do you know what? Simulating. I feel like for me, with my mother, is like the image she wants, like, it's the image of what a lot of like Angolan parents want. And the reality situation is she has a kid that is independent and just has her own mind. And I feel like she's always had a hard time with that mm -hmm. because she's also independent and she also has her own mind. So I feel like, yeah, I get that. I feel like, like, that's the kind of person she kind of like wanted me to be, yeah. but following what she wanted, yeah, you know, what course. she wants from me. But at the same time, like, that's something like she always says, like, she always says like, I don't care, like what you do, as long as you have, you know, the tools to get to where you want, where you need to get. Yeah, And she doesn't realize the tools that I'm getting right now will get me far. Yeah, I mean, I think she does to a certain extent. She just yeah, she does. She just wants you to get there quicker. You know, like it's like the not even quicker. Like she she wants the whole like the whole illusion of you know a job that pays this much. You know, and it has to be in a company. You know, mm. that has it, a big company, and you have to have this car, and you have to have this house. You know, like she has this whole image, yeah. and I'm like, first of all, why does I why do I have to work in a company? Why do I have to go through the whole system to get to where I want to get? Mm. You know, and she doesn't really like that. That's not what I want. So for her, it's like because she has her friends calling her and being like, "My daughter is doing this." Yeah. Oh, the compar um, the comparison, the comparison. Comparison is the your cousin. Your, you know, really your cousins are doing this. Uh, this sort of person's daughter is doing that. Da, da, da. So like for her, she lives her life comparing quite a lot. Yeah, you know, I feel like in Angola, that's what they do. People compare all the time. You know, so Somalis do the same thing. I feel like everyone does it. Yes, everyone does but it. But I feel like, but I feel like, the African culture, I should say, I feel like they do it a lot more. Yeah. Because like they want their kids. Yep. To be better than the others. Yeah. You know. Have you seen your age range? There it is. Exactly. This, 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 this. Exactly. What do you do with your life? What do you mean? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I'm at university. I'm working. I'm doing like you know what I mean. Like it's always consistently like. There's an expectation of what they think is great, mm -hmm. and they want you to do that. Like the reality is, yeah, I did accounting and finance, and I think we'll we'll probably talk about this in depth. Um, but like, I remember like my parents being like, "Why are you not working in the sector? Why are you not going down this route?" Da 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 da. And like, there's something that like I remember having a conversation about this very early on, and being like, actually, like our parents can't imagine the pathways that we can because yeah. so, cause it's a it's a world that they'll they've yeah. never lived in. And they've never been in. Because they're living for the past. They're living for, oh, I didn't have this, but you have this now, so why don't you get this? But the reality is like, yeah, you have this now, but 
we right now have something come way ahead. Also, it's the whole thing of like the way they see success is like you do this and then you do this and you. Yeah, and it's this the whole is what I know, right? Follow, but it? actually, what they don't realize is like actually you could do this and go there. You could yeah. do this and go there. You could yeah. do this and go there. Mm-hmm. There are so many different pathways. Yeah. To do so many different things that they can't even comprehend or imagine. Do you know what I mean? My parents like still this day are like, what the hell do you do again? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Am I making money? Then please let me pay the bills. Do I not help you pay those yeah. bills? Exactly. It's like please. Then why on earth? If you don't understand it. You don't understand it. It's calm. It's all right. You don't need to understand it. <laughs> but um, and but I feel like because my mum was like, she kind of like raised us by herself. So I feel like the pressure for her for her to for to succeed. Yep, was amazing. a lot higher. You know. Definitely. So it it was like she wanted, like, it, it, I could, like, sometimes I could feel it on the phone, like, when she used to call me, like, when I was younger, it was like, mm-hmm. that need was there for her, like, for it to happen. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's the way my parents, well, my mom shaped me, was just to be independent and just know what I want. Mm-hmm. And you do. Yes, 100%. Shout out to mum. Because I, in my head, like, it's about, like... Mumsy. It comes from the inside and goes outwards. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't... But I feel like with your parents, it's like, what's on the outside mm-hmm. will put a nice picture for everyone to see mm-hmm. and then everyone will know this is what you have. Okay. Even if you're suffering on the inside. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. Oh, God, that could... That, that could yeah. Go down so many pathways. Mm-hmm. But, like... I mean, I think we can wrap up and be like, because the reality is like, I mean, shout out to our parents, 100%. our family, our friends. It's not easy. It's not easy being a parent. Like <laughs> those teachers that I gave grief to, I apologize. I don't. Um, <laughs> she really doesn't. <laughs> really. Uh, you know, and like, I guess life. all of those, all of those like different pathways that you took to get to where you are, I like, got to be proud of that and stay grateful. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to like diving into a lot more stories. A lot, more, a lot more different things, yeah. Us I think, and everyone else. I think, like, you just literally mentioned, like, mental health a second ago. Like, and I think there's just so much to talk about in terms of, like, education. The depth of yeah. education, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to be posting fortnightly. Yeah, 100%. We're going to be try, we're gonna try to do fortnightly. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that, that, if that really picks up, then we'll try to do it weekly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy the conversations and, and like if there's anything specific you guys wanted to talk about. We can. Yeah. I would love to have like some topics thrown at us, some things to address. Um, and even stories about yourself, you know, you guys growing up. Cause I feel like we're going to be like answering some questions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we could do the whole thing of like asking for a friend. (laughs) Cause nobody ever tells you it's their situation. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just asking for a friend. Yes. Yeah. But don't be shy to say it was you. No, I'm not saying it could have been worse. It's all about being honest, self-reflecting, learning, growing. Um, and I hope we can do that. But um, I guess this is our first episode. Uh, Over on the flop out. squad. And hopefully it wasn't a flop. So the flop. Do you know what? Squad. I literally the moment I said that. I can I literally I had that image in my head of someone <laughs> writing a comment saying this is a flop. <laughs> <laughs> so I see you. I know exactly who you are. Honestly, if it's a flop, it's so on brand. <laughs> it's so on brand. I know exactly who you are, so don't bother. I'm watching you. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll see you in the next episode.